Welcome, everybody, once again to the Liberation Frequency, brought to you live from the Elderfield Sonic Workshop. My name is Dennis Jose Francois. I'm your host, and with me in the studio today, I have Dan Collicott. Good evening. And Imran Mirza. Hello. It is May 2015, and this is the first podcast we've done in a very long time, so we're going to call it Season 2, Episode 1. We're going to take it easy, and we're just going to talk about the most important matter on any nerd's mind and that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming right up now right guys Marvel Cinematic Universe let's just talk about that Imran are you up to speed with S.H.I.E.L.D. oh okay Uh, yes I'm up to UK broadcast speed are you up to speed with the movies. Yes. All right, so let's all rate Avengers marks out of 10 for Age of Ultron. Should we just quickly say that the next 10, 20 odd minutes will be massively spoiler filled for Avengers? Yes. At all. We should probably. We say are going to spoil Avengers. <laughs> if you haven't seen Avengers, stop listening. Stop listening. Yeah. Age of Ultron. Shall we mark it out of 10? Is it in uh, I say a, a pretty good uh, 8. Dan? Yeah, I agree with him, man. I'm going to give it an eight and rising because when I... I need to see it again. I need to see it again. You're absolutely right. There was a lot going on in that film. There's a couple of things that I don't care for. Yes. But there's a lot of things (laughs) that I think I will like more when I see them again. What I liked the most in that specific movie, I think the production levels were just... they, They hit it out of the park. There are certain shots in there which I cannot even begin to conceive of how they put it together. And listeners, if you didn't know already, I work in that business. I work in the business of film and television visual effects. Okay, right. And I look at the screen. And I know loads of people who worked on the movies. You know, when I say I work in film and TV visual effects, I mean in the mainstream. I look at the screen and I think, how the hell did they do that? And to me, that is one of the most important parts of cinema magic. If you walk, you have to not know how they did it. You know, you can't see the man behind the curtain. What what takes me out of a film is when I know how they did it. You know, and I, I don't want to know how they did it. I want to, I want the magic back. And in, and there are shots in there. I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. It's like when I went to see Jurassic Park. I was convinced they had real dinosaurs <laughs> at the time. You don't know how they do it now, but considering wow. you were 28, that's a bit ridiculous. When I saw Jurassic Park, uh, actually, how old were you? 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> not that far off no you weren't, you weren't that far off actually that was 24 maybe 25 um, yeah I mean there are certain shots in that film which are just amazing it's just uh, awe inspiring um, yeah uh, like right at the beginning where they do that pose where they're, they're, they're in the forest they're fighting shit they're fighting um, Hydra Hydra and there's just that one shot and it's all of the Avengers doing this or kind of leap, off. leap, leap. Yeah. That is just so beautifully done. And it, it's all, uh, And then at the end of the film when they're defending the key thing and there's a low camera looking up and there's about seven or eight or maybe nine of them like fighting off all the Ultron robots and it's just they're all like going diagonally across the film in different directions. And each time someone goes across the screen they're in like a classic superhero pose that you could see in a Marvel comic. And I think... They, that sort of tradition, I think, started earlier on in the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, where there are certain shots where they've basically taken covers from the Spider-Man, uh, classic Spider-Man covers, and they've reproduced them in a snapshot mm. 
it on screen like Spider-Man scooping a little kid out from under a falling uh, thing falling from the sky or whatever. Um, they've also done it with Watchmen on that uh, uh, Snyder. There's shots which are literally the panel in Watchmen and you put it on screen and it's like absolutely perfect. And I feel that they, they, they did that in Avengers. They just captured the comic book on screen brilliantly. One thing I found quite interesting is if you guys remember the Matrix films, and I think it was the first, maybe not the first, but one of the 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 biggest mainstream film where they used CGI'd they CGI'd the act, actors in this case Keanu and Agent Smith, and even though don't get me wrong, it was still awesome. Even today, I still find it awesome, even though you can clearly see it's CGI and some of the CGI has not done that well. I kind of noticed that in um, Avengers Age of Ultron, there was a lot of moments, the sequences you're talking about, a lot of the fighting sequences where there's so much going on. You can see that Thor, that Captain America and um, various others, they are CGI, they are not actors. It is happening but still, to, it's still breathtakingly good. I, do you know what? I would disagree. I don't think there's any moment where they're full frame and they're not real. There, there, are, there might be bits where they're in the background and they're, they're CG doubles, they're digi doubles. Um, but I think when they're full frame, like the two scenes I was talking about, I, don't, I think they are very much real. That's why, I'm, that's why my mind is blown about how they, they, especially that particular shot I'm talking about, my mind is blown about how they do it. Because they must have. When you say, I mean, like you're you're an industry expert here, so I'm not quite sure. When you say full frame, I mean, I'm talking about there's there's one bit where there's Captain America and Thor, and it's I don't know on on screen they're I don't know obviously I'm doing this that the listeners can't see what I'm actually doing. They're you know they're they're they're, they're central screen, so there's obviously stuff going on above and below them. But they're still the focal point of what's happening, and they are definitely CGI. Oh well, I mean they're cool. I'm not saying they're not CG oh. anywhere in the film. Um, I, I, I need to say at this point, listeners, you need to be careful about how you use the term CGI. I knew oh, he was <laughs> biting his lip. I knew it. <laughs> they're not CG. They're not computer generated, as opposed to computer generated images. Right. Which is what CGI says. CGI stands for computer-generated imagery, right? Okay. CG stands for computer-generated or computer-graphic. So you, when you say, oh, so I think that's... CGI I think that's got pictures. Well, no, it can be. It's just you've got to think of, say out the whole word and whether right. that works. If you, use a, if you use an acronym or an abbreviation, yeah. you've got to ask yourself, does the whole word... The, if you spelled it out, would it make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's a moment where you look on screen and you can see that they are computer-generated images. Right. Does that work? Then it's the right place you see CGI. Fair enough. Right, OK, sorry. Sorry about that. We shall now return to our regular listening. <laughs> uh, it drives a lot of us in the industry a little bit crazy because it just <laughs> sounds wrong. Um, anyway, um, but, but anyway, we want to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wait, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. I had plot issues I wanted to discuss. Oh, oh about Avengers? Yeah. Okay, we can do that. I've got let's, a few. Okay, let, let, let's go. All right, Imran, go for it. Okay, I, I, I'm going to ask a question because I, I, I didn't get it. At the end of Iron Man 3, mm. doesn't Stark renounce wearing suits as Iron Man and to the point where he blows up all of his suits? Yes. Isn't there a big chunk of 
that missing as yes. to how they started the film. Yes. Oh, you agree? Yes, okay. I agree. Because I, I, I didn't agree. get that at all. Because I kept, I, part f- for me, a lot of the fun of, between Avengers movies, they've each saved the world several times. So the, the, Well, the, have they though? Well, okay, well, let me finish my sentence. But like, yes, I know what you mean. Okay, but yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Part of the fun would have been what brings them all back together. So when they all started together, I get why they did that, because you didn't want to tell them all coming back together, and that's probably 30 minutes of a movie. I get it. But I kind of liked the idea of how do they come back together, A, and B, what makes Tony put a suit on again. And then we started the film, they were all together, and I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. And then B, Tony's in the suit. I thought, okay, they'll explain that later. They didn't. That was weird. And then at the end of the film... And the really just throwaway line, Captain America says, so you're really hanging it up? And he goes, yeah, see you later. And I thought, so he's hanging it up again in just the really sort of off-the-cuff, peace out, I'm gone. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was that jarred me a little bit. Yeah. So no I, have no, I have no explanation for that. I didn't get I agree. It's odd, because they, the, they've got S.H.I.E.L.D., they've got Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to pick up these bits and pieces, and, and they, they don't. don't. Well, I was at the end of Iron Man three. Does he say something like, "Well, we can always start again"? Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember. I, I'm just, yeah, I, I might yeah. be making this up. One because one of the key things, and this annoyed me about Iron Man three. In fact, we discussed this pre, on a previous podcast. Was he lost his arc reactor from his chest? Yeah, and that was evident in the film. So they maintained that bit of continuity. Yes. There was yeah. no sign of the arc reactor. Yeah, I didn't. I was confused by that. Um, I, I, I was hoping for an explanation, but I'm. I have a question. I, this is not necessarily a plot hole. It's just something I don't understand because maybe I don't know enough about Iron Man. But when the whole thing happened with... Um, well, actually, when when Jarvis was allegedly destroyed mm. by Ultron uh, right at the, the start of that genesis, it was really strange that considering that, that kind of Jarvis runs all all the all the other suits, all the other kind of, you know, Iron Manny technology stuff, as well as the company, which was a a thing that was also going on about. Suddenly you went from okay, Jarvis not existed, and then there was a female voice. What's the female voice? It's Friday. Where did that come from? <laughs> I think the question you should ask is why did it change accent mid film? Oh! Did she go English? Wow! She went to she went from being she went from being something to Irish. Irish. She was definitely a Southern Irish lass. At some I thought point. she was English. <laughs> I thought she was Irish towards the end, but she definitely had an accent change. Okay, but the- I don't know. What I'd like to know as well, and um, the nerd in me will find out, is it was F on screen. It was Friday as an acronym, so that's got to mean something. Anybody got any suggestions? So, I thought I might have maybe I imagined that, but I'm pretty sure it was Friday broken up with dots <laughs> when you saw it um, on screen. I don't know where the name term Veronica comes from because in the comics, what he was wearing was the Hulkbuster suit. No, Veronica was the thing in the sky. sky right, yeah. It wasn't the actual suit. Maybe Veronica is the voice. Mm. Yeah, very confusing. There, there were a lot of bits. There were a lot of pieces I, like I, this. I, I'll give you. A possible, and this is going to go out to the hardcore comic fans out there, they may agree, disagree, or, or tell me what you think. Maybe that's a setup for another Avengers character. Because at the end of the film, 
But in, in, there was one point in the movie where I thought when Ultron took Black Widow prisoner, I thought that they were setting up uh, the same character I'm talking about now, Jocasta. Jocasta is a character in the Avengers who's been around for a very long time who is like a, the female android bride. Not She's a female android character who becomes, I think, the wife of the Vision and, and the, the target of Ultron's uh, desires or whatever. And it's, it's a complicated backstory. I'm, I've never really been quite sure, but she's been in Avengers for a really long time. It's a female android. And I was wondering if they were setting up Wow. Jocasta as a character and she's probably a, you, you know most people would never have heard of the Vision until they've seen this film but as long as there's been the Vision in comics and Vision has been around since the 70s then there's been Jocasta as well so um, she's just as viable a um, a, uh, a character to bring in and I was wondering if maybe that was part of the setup wow. for that but it, there were quite a few bits like that well I'm not, I'm not I'm not doubting there's a backstory or forward story but they just kind of casually drop them in without a lot of explanation. Well, but see, apparently the original cut is three hours and long. fifteen minutes, yeah. and the Blu-ray is going to have the Blu-ray is going to have yeah. that. Because so, well, I, I felt that the the Thor stuff when he goes off, they, obviously there's something I was going to check out, and he goes off up to the pool and stuff, and he has a little bath, and he comes back with a different costume and and all the rest of it. <laughs> And the dream, the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was all very... That felt very shoehorned in because it just didn't feel complete It was longer. Or why did... How did he know to come and do the Frankenstein's monster thing on, on, on the Vision and give him, you know, life? It's, it's part of the storyline there meant to be that the Vision is a combination of different characters. It's got a little bit of Jarvis. It's got a little bit of Loki. Uh, it's got a little bit of Thor. Do you know what I mean? Is that is that what's going on there? Is... Uh, I don't well, know. I guess, I mean, it's not too problematic because we know there's going to be another Thor movie and the Thor movie will focus on and connect with that. That's what it was for, apparently. Mm. Oh, just, really? It just sets to... up what his movie's going to be about. But okay. it, it did seem that the two biggest bones of contentions were that and obviously the love story, which we haven't discussed yet, but the backlash for that seems to be pretty extreme. What, for... Um, Banner Hawkeye. And... No, oh, Ban- no. Banner oh, sorry. And, uh, Scarlet... Which? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Black, no, Black, 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 Black Widow. Hang on, I'm saying yes. The, the love story there, which seems to... Has that had a backlash? Massively. Oh, see, I thought you were going to talk about the Hawkeye No, 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 at all. People seem to like that. This is weird because right currently in the comics, Hawk, Dave, Marvel have gone out of their way to set Hawkeye up as a, as a playboy. You know, in a, in a comic series, I think it's My Life as a Weapon, which has been very popular in that fraction the last couple of years. There's an, there's an issue where they kind of make a joke of the fact that he's he slept with every major Marvel female super uh, character, like the Avengers. Like, so there's a there's a scene where there's Black Widow, uh, Mockingbird, uh, Bobby from Shield, um, and 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 uh, the other Hawkeye girl, whatever. And they they've all basically been his girlfriend at one point or another, and. And, you know, and they, that he's just like this Playboy character. Not the Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark Playboy, but, you know, he just, he's just slept around. And he's by no mean, means a one-woman or a family guy at all, you know? So that's... And that was, that's been in the last 12 months. And that's been a very, very popular, highly regarded comic book series in, in the Marvel mainstream. So that's quite interesting that, that, that there's that difference. But it so, was good. I mean, I did like I did like the fact that they gave a little bit of focus and emphasis on Hawkeye and his character, and kind of because they they you know Josh is always very self referential, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. very 
he he knows all the tropes. He knows what people think about the more minor superhero characters, and the fact that he he weaves he weaves um, Hawkeye and um, the Black Widow in so well to the plot to give them more purpose more gravitas really. more gravitas and and captain america because even you know there there were points in the avengers movie where you know everyone everything else is happening in the skies and you've got captain america kind of and probably scarlett johansson you know they're grounded they're they're just kind of mm. you know doing the very basic stuff while all the big stuff's happening above them in the heli carriers and da da so i think it was good that you know there was one of the biggest fight sequences. One of the best fight sequences was actually Captain America and Ultron slugging it out. Right. But See, yeah. my 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 issue. One of the it's not not so much plot holes, but what I found difficult is it felt very samey with the first Avengers movie in that the battle at the end. You know, it was felt a bit similar in some ways to the battle against the Chitari. Overwhelming mm. odds. You know, in a city, be you know, it, it just there's a lot of similarities there. What if you know if they do a third film, they need to fight a team of supervillains for my liking. I, 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 I don't want I don't want to see seven guys against a thousand again. Do you know what I mean? That's a great. That, that you know, I, want, I need to see a team of supervillains or one big baddie like Thanos, who it's probably going to be because they've been setting it up for be, a, they've yeah, been absolutely. setting up for a while now. They also need to find some way of of getting a decent level of opposition between two characters who are almost indestructible. It, the, the same goes for Man of Steel with Zod and um, Kal-El because, you know, you've got... As soon as you've got Hulk and Thor or Hulk, I don't know, Ultron, you always end up with, with scenarios where you've got two characters who are virtually indestructible... You know they can't be beaten for whatever reason, and therefore, you know the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah, you know v- Veronica's feeding him parts the entire time, so you know he's never going to run out. He's never going to. That's never going to fall apart. H- Hulk is, as far as I know, indestructible. So you got to the point where well, well, well the whole thing with the Hulk is that they've got to contain him. Yeah. So you get to the point where you know it's just constant devastation. Everything breaks. Cars, buildings. And the really strange thing was that how, you know, I uh, Tony Stark's in the Hulkbuster suit beat him was to go, go to the top of a building and basically smash him down to the to the ground. And well, I think he was trying to, to knock him out. Yeah, they need to work things like this out because but, but you that, end up with endless but sequences the, but that's of the destruction with characters like the Hulk. Yeah, how do you take him down? That's why he probably won't get another movie. Um, of his own because he's quite hard to handle that way yeah. you know um, but surely in the comics they must have dealt with these things there must be moments in the I'm sure Hulk Hulk must have died Hulk must have been reborn or Hulk must have changed I don't think Hulk's ever been killed in the comics he might really? be the one Marvel he might be the one Marvel he's been split into different personas that's a common one yeah. Red Hulk Grey Hulk you know Intelligent Hulk um, you know Banner and Hulk separated you know they're, wow. they're, they're, they've Hulk done Hogan. they've yeah. done several uh, She-Hulk um, yeah. <laughs> they've done sev- several versions of that but I don't know if they've actually ever killed him because the Hulk gets stronger as he gets angrier and like they say very clearly in the first film he put a gun in his mouth mm. and the other guy spat the bullet out 
that's what he says at the, at the beginning of the Avengers when he tried to take his own life he put a gun in his mouth pulled the trigger and the other guy spat the bullet out wow so he can change that fast that's uh you know and that's like that's a really good scene where she's like I adore you and she pushes him off but I really need the other guy you know what <laughs> didn't you think that that was the weirdest thing I just when like it's the climatic moment of the film they all at this point they completely understand the stakes and then Banner runs in unlocks the cell and goes right let's do a bunk I thought dick like how are you just gonna... because he's really scared of what he becomes I know but it's at that moment, I thought that that was the most... You know, no one's going to back you at this point. If no one's going to be rooting for this as a love story, if she goes, yeah, let's run away together. But like, now? And also considering in Avengers, there's one moment at the end where, you know, because they're all worrying about controlling him. She's worrying about controlling him. And he just kind of wanders off and goes, yeah, you know, I... I I can't remember the dialogue, but he basically very cockily insinuates that he can become the Hulk when he feels he like it. He can't remember the dialogue. That's like the best scene in the yeah, entire it is, film. It is, it is. I'm leaving says, I cannot believe it. Come on. Do you want to know my secret? I'm always angry. There we go. There we go. But the the you know, but the point is, he he's basically quite arrogantly making out he he can control the Hulk. So to go from that, no, but he doesn't say he can control the Hulk. Yeah, but doesn't he, doesn't he change before their very eyes? Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. The point is, he's suppressing it constantly. He's suppressing it constantly. Right. He doesn't have a trick. He doesn't control him. He's just suppressing it all the time. And all he's going to do is just stop suppressing it. Mm, and he'll okay. change. And that's what he's scared of. Because once, he once he's, one, he can't change back, he, he, the, Hulk, the other guy has to give it back. The other guy has to give it back, basically. Um, and, but it's just rage, isn't it? And then, you know, come on, everybody's got, everybody's been angry. You get into a rage, you can't control yourself, and eventually it wears off. You're like, oh, fuck, what have I done? We've all done that in some capacity, you know. But everybody knows that all you have to do with the Hulk is quote Johnny Cash lyrics at him and he changes. <laughs> it's fine. Or level 42, it's a massive level 42. <laughs> so if he hears a bit of slap bass, yeah. he just chills out and loves it. So, <laughs> nice. So how do we think Marvel are doing with the cinematic universe? I think they're doing incredibly well. I think they're at a point with me, I haven't adored every single film, but, you know, like Thor 2, I didn't take too much, very much at all, and uh, Iron Man 2, I were didn't you, take Were you affronted like, like every other no. Lond- Londoner about the length of time it takes to get from Charing oh, yes. Cross no. to Greenwich, <laughs> or whatever it was? But they, did, they did the same they, thing in 28 days, or 28 weeks later, and in 24. So how do we feel about it? We feel we're, we're, they're doing okay. I think they're doing exceptionally Can I ask a question? You can. Can you, can you rate your top five? I know what they are. I don't know what the order yes, is. But, um, for me, it's going to be the two Avengers films, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America the Winter Soldier, um, and then it becomes a little bit tricky. Mm. Um, I'm not sure where, what I'd do. Is, so those would be the top four. I'm not sure what the top five, what the fifth one would be. Would I? Possibly the first Iron Man Absolutely. film, actually. Possibly. The question is whether I would include, I'd go off Cinematic Universe and do one of the Spider-Man films because that's not part of the Cinematic Universe. Oh, which Spider-Man? The very first one with Tobey Maguire. Really? I think the first two yeah. were pretty awesome. Possibly. What is your most disappointing of the franchises? Because for me, hands down, I mean, Thor, Thor hasn't been that good, but has been 
what I expected it to be. But Iron Man, man. I, Iron Man 3. And 2. 2, two and 3. Three. I'm not sure which one I... The, the, the two, Iron Man 2 and 3. I think Iron Man 2... Iron Man 3 is probably a better story, but there were so many things in Iron Man 3 that I didn't get along with. Um, you know, it was it was more Tony Stark than it was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, they, they messed around with the Mandarin, they messed around with AIM. They, they just, I don't know, it was just like too much. Um, you know, all the Iron Man suits and the... Uh, you know, they, they completely that, devalued the Iron Man suit yeah. by making them, you know, so many of them and they were all pretty much easy yeah. to pick off. And that really messed with my head because the Iron Man suit, I know, is as important to me as Starks. They are one of the same, and the Iron Man suit should be awesome and difficult to destroy. Where there was hundreds of Iron Man suits that were just being shot out of the air at will at one point. Well, I mean, I think the current thing is that he just has his suits made on the fly. Yeah, I mean, literally. The way, I mean, it's very, it's very cool. Um, that like he arrives at the Hydra base, he steps that was out amazing. of the suit and it's a sentry mode. Very cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But why would you even get out of the suit? Yeah. If he can take the gloves off to operate the machinery, why wouldn't you just do that in a situation like that? Well, obviously, because then probably Scarlet Witch wouldn't have been able to get into his head. Do you know what I mean? If he'd had his helmet on. Yeah. That's very probably good point. that's probably the, the the simple reason for it. They needed to they needed a uh, a reason to you know for her to mess with him. It just upsets me because I love I love um, I love Robert Downey Jr. I think everything about the character uh, Pepper Potts, ev- everything within the immediate radius of Iron Man is perfect. It just seems to be the storylines and the opposition that he gets in those standalone movies, which just don't seem to work very well. Even even though again. The second one, I think the first half of the film wasn't bad, and um, I can't remember the guy who played Whiplash. Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke. You know, he's fantastic, but a very, very, you know, dilute, you know, very dumbed down role that doesn't get a lot of, of dialogue and not. Is, d- somehow, even though he's well, the they, main I mean, villain, really he's mess, not the main they villain. They really messed with the Mandarin. God, that, that although, the, really although, I th- although, you know, Ben Kingsley's performance was amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, if anything, for me, that probably saved the film. Mm. He was great, both as the Mandarin and as uh, Trevor? Trevor Slattery. <laughs> yeah, um, is it Trevor? Yeah, Trevor it Slattery. That was brilliant. Memory. Have you seen now, listeners? I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen the Marvel one shots? No, what is that? Oh my! So, so Marvel at the end of each DVD that they produced, they were for a while making these one shot, five, ten minute short films which add a little bit more to the film, either the bit at the end or bits that are attached to it. So there's one called on, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer and it's Coulson travelling to that scene at the end of Iron Man where they're pulling the... the and, he, and he gets involved in a store heist. There's a, there's a Bonnie and Clyde story about this, this couple of bank robbers who get one of the Jatari guns from the Avengers. There is the consultant where, where Coulson and Agent Sitwell, he's the guy... Goes turns Hydra, right? Uh, discuss how they can really piss off General Ross, and they end up sending Tony Stark over there to talk to him at the end of Hulk. Um, there, but but the best one, the absolute is Agent Carter, which is the prelude to the Agent Carter TV series. The best one is called um, uh, uh, shit. I forgot the name of it. 
it's well, it's about Tony. It's about Trevor Slattery. Um, oh really? Or I score all hell. Sorry, the best one is All Hell the King, um, which is about Trevor Slattery in prison. And <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna show it to you before you leave here today, right? It's amazing. It's really good. But it. But it. it it's. I think done in response to the backlash on the internet about the Mandarin, because it it sets up potentially more films and more cinematic universe. Um, it's very, very, very well done. You know, and, it, and it, you watch that and you think, now these guys are really, they, they're knocking it out of the park. This is, this is the classy stuff that you need to link things together. Mm. So have you watched Agent Carter? No, I've seen nothing of Agent Carter. See, Agent Carter, as a TV series, it's only eight episodes long, is so far above S.H.I.E.L.D. it's not funny. Really? Yeah. It's what I think they wanted S.H.I.E.L.D. to be. It's very, very clever. It's properly done. It's a little bit camp, but in the right ways. Have you yeah. seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's really, it. really, really, really good. It. And in a way, it is a little piece of it that sets up Avengers. Because it connects so well. Because it's Paul Bettany's Jarvis. So it's the original Jarvis, who's oh, wow. Howard Stark's butler, right? And he's what begets the Jarvis AI. Is Paul Bettany... Paul Bettany. Yeah. Same character. Oh, yeah, wow. It's the same voice. That's the, and, and that's the vision. Oh, that's amazing. So there's a, like a nice little trail mm. going through. And um, Agent Carter, it's the same Agent Carter that appears in his vision mm-hmm. and stuff in, in, in the Avengers. So it's all nicely linked together. There's Hydra stuff and there's um, the SRS and S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and there's bits of like Dum Dum Dugan and the, and the Howling Commandos and Nick Fury stuff. And it's all very, very nicely, nicely done. So I, I, As a small aside... Um, about S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I, when at the end of, of the new Avengers uh, excuse me Age of Ultron when Fury turns up in the helicarrier I was think when you see Fury I thought please God let the team from the, the TV show be on that but, and they weren't they, they, they never it would have been impossible to well, tie in the show no, no, to no, all no. of well, that moment no no are you up to date with it you're only up to date with the oh, you yes. no they, okay, they well, probably I know, could I, the thing is I was surprised that they didn't because what they, they, they really could have they, oh, they, they, yeah, they, they went to, they went to the lengths they went to great lengths to say that Coulson was almost almost as if he was the first Avenger because it's Coulson, it's the death of Coulson that they rally around in the first film. And, you know, Fury even yeah, admits that he kind of made it up. Just they needed something. They needed yes, something yeah. to avenge, right? Mm. And then in the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series in season one, when you find out the whole thing about Tahiti and why did he do it? Why did Fury do this to me? Um, and, and they say, well, you know, Fury needed something in case he had to sort of bring back a downed Avenger or whatever it is they say yeah. and he's like yeah well why did you do it to me and they're like because he needed some of something in case they would bring back a down like hello Coulson I consider mm. you to be an Avenger and it's like oh okay so therefore I would have expected Coulson to be this no, film no, no, no. a bit surprised did you see um, they had the, uh, all the all the six main Avenger stars on Jimmy Kimmel did you see um no, a couple of weeks ago, no. it was this. It was a supremely awkward moment where they took sort of people on Skype, uh, sort of they called in, I guess, and they asked a couple of questions. Then they had I've forgotten his name. The guy who plays um, Coulson. They had him. He came on the screen, and the audience went crazy, like oh, so cool. And they the, the cast seemed really excited, like oh my god, it's like so cool. And he said, well, you know, he goes, my question is, you know, they say now it's the golden age of television. You know, so uh, we have a little TV show. Would you guys ever consider sort of coming along? Yeah! It was the most awkward silence of any in my contract. <laughs> it was awful. It was just this, oh, really? this really uncomfortable five-second silence of... 
yeah, sure, I'd love to. And his face just kind of dropped and he was like, okay. Like, uh, and that, that did and not that, go as I thought it was going to go. And that, and that wasn't staged to be like no, that. at all, really wasn't. Oh, also, wow. I'll, I'll do my best to send you an acclaim. It's actually oh, true. Oh, oh. When, when you think about it, the one drawback of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., apart from the fact it took a hell of a long time to get going and get good, is some of the minor fringe characters have appeared in it and the biggest one is the Hydra scientist. Yes, he was in. He was in the film. He was in the film, yeah. and he's a big actor. And that's yeah. been the only one, Toby Jones. Yeah, who has well, Sam Jackson's been in a couple of episodes. Um, yeah, Toby Smulders. They had also name Lady Sif. Lady yeah, Sif. but but still, none of the. the I don't core. know. You're absolutely right, and I don't know why they wouldn't have. I mean, it just. But, like, but think about something else. Just tagging onto that money. Yeah, sure, but in terms of you're in the middle of this epic universe why that they're can't creating, you bring it all together why not the, just? Yeah, I totally. You know, agree. it's a it's a you know you could do one appearance, a few hours, sort of of the two other names for you: Natalie Portman and Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow both don't appear in the Avengers films, even though they're referenced. Paltrow does in the first She's all the, the time, and, she, and they and they have the whole scene where they talk about them not being there. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying you can't because you can't. I guess because you but can't you have keep that many in it, stars like, on screen. Oh, just, only... this is no need. They had the they had the other doctor guy who, again, for some reason, you Who's know, God's starts God. working with uh, yeah, yeah, working with Thor and finds the the pool of eternal life because, or whatever yeah. bloody hell that was. <laughs> The jacuzzi of the, love, the or jacuzzis. <laughs> but it's it's really weird that, that I, you know I know I'm pretty sure they're, they're not going to be central to anything, but just a cameo. So let's talk about the schedule, what we know and what we don't know. We know we've got Doctor Strange with all Benedict after Civil War, Benedict Cumberbatch, isn't yeah. It? yeah, and that's already been referenced in an episode of Shield somewhere, hasn't it? Because they've mentioned Stephen Strange. There's an episode early on in in S.H.I.E.L.D. where they mention Stephen... They're talking about the list of whatever, and one of the people they mention is Stephen Strange. Um, I've missed that. In an early episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., then we've got Ant-Man coming up very soon, right? Um, And Black Panther? Is that a film? Yes. Black Panther. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was going to say Spider-Man, sort of... Well, Minus there's a whole Spider-Man. Spider-Man discussion as to is he or is he not going to appear now in the, in in they made big in Civil War. Yeah, well, they made big you know big fuss out of the fact that they were going to have him. Is he in doubt now? Or? Well, apparently, um, Sony have backpedaled a little bit yeah. on whatever they agreed with. Apparently. But it's inter- again, it's internet hearsay, so we don't know what's going to happen until it happens. Really, until we see it on screen. Um, so, can I ask one thing that's bothered me mm. in X Men? Mm. Um, X Men Apocalypse. What is it called? It's X Men Days of Future Past. X Men Days of Future Past. Apocalypse is going to be the one after, isn't it? Yeah, the Apocalypse well, it has the, Apocalypse. I don't know if it's called Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Is the guy at the end who I refer to as Rock Nito? He's... <laughs> <laughs> so, but but what kind of what's confusing me? And I know these are, these are. Yeah, well, there's a speed. There's a speed guy, you know, an ultra fast guy in X Men. Yeah, same character. Same character, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Pietro Maximoff. <laughs> so he, but and um, played by different actors. So it's the twin. So it's him and his sister. 
and his sister in age of in in, in age of uh, not age of uh, in no in days of days future past. past it starts off at the house and it's him and yeah. his sister his little sister is sitting there that's the Scarlet Witch and he's picture of Matchbox now in, in okay so in the Marvel Universe but they're, they're two different actors is what yes yeah, they're, okay. right so, so basically they're, Marvel, not, not, they're both fairly young I mean Aaron whatever from yeah. Kick-Ass is still quite young yeah so, so in, in the Marvel Universe they not have had the same actor and had a bit of continuity in the Marvel Universe <laughs> I'm trying to explain it to you okay yep. okay right so in the Marvel Universe, Pietro Maximoff and Wanda Maximoff are the children of Magneto. Yes. So that makes them part of the X-Men franchise. Right? Right. As Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. However, they have been part of the Avengers many, many, for many, many a year. As Pietro Maximoff, I guess, and Wanda Maximoff, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. So somehow Marvel have wrangled that in their contract that they can still use any Avenger right yeah and they are listed as Avengers Sony as part of their contract can use I'm not sure if they even refer to Quicksilver and as by his name actually I'm not I don't remember they don't, I don't know if they don't call him Quicksilver um I did hear somewhere that one of the contracts that Marvel had made in the 90s where they sold off their licenses and stuff is that they said that they could keep, that they would keep any character that was an Avenger, but that is really, really loose. Like loads and loads and loads and loads of characters have been Avengers. So where would, so, X, where, where would Wolverine stand on that? X-Men. Fixed. Completely. Wolverine's an Avenger. It's, it, it's where their first appearance is, uh, I, I think. See. Um, but for some reason, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, maybe they didn't, I don't, I think they first appeared in the X-Men, but then maybe they weren't named. They were part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, I think. Um, I'm not actually sure. There are listeners out there who can clarify, but they definitely lived on both sides of that comic divide. Uh, so it's a bit of a gray area. Now, one of the things I, which, which portrayal of Quicksilver do you prefer? The one from X-Men or the one from Avengers? I actually thought the X-Men kid was amazing. Yeah. Well, really I prefer the one in Avengers because my problem, this is where I get my comic nerd head on, is that the X-Men Quicksilver is too fast. In the comics, Quicksilver isn't that fast. He's not the Flash. The Flash can move faster than the speed of light. In that, in that scene where they're in, they've broken into Langley, wherever it is they've gone... He runs around the room yeah. about five times while the bullets are travelling from A to B. Quicksilver in the comics isn't that quick. Quicksilver can break the sound barrier. You know, he can do things very fast. But he can't do what you see there. That's Superman, The Flash, North Star, a number of other characters who have that incredible level of speed. Quicksilver runs really, 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 really quick, but not, you know, Sonic Boom. There you go. I think at the, in this uh, rendition of him, he was great. Why they needed to kill him off, I have no idea. I think someone did have to die, though. You know, and I think the whole thing with Hawkeye was literally Whedon laughing at us in terms of you all think it's Hawkeye that's going to die. Particularly that bit at the end where he's like, oh, there's that one little kid who's outside on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. True. Everything he engineered was your thing. It did look like a setup. Yeah, it, 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 as soon as he sees him and he rolls his eyes, I think the audience affectionately to, to uh, Hawkeye roll their eyes because like oh you dick don't go because it, it's everything says his life is going to end yeah, at that yeah, point so but I almost think that whole Hawkeye thing was literally just so that he could make you think that that's what was going to happen okay so before we before we bring this to an end right which we have to do uh, last question Daredevil 
Have you seen no, it? No, I'm seeing it yet. Oh, I hear it's okay. amazing. It is pretty. It's amazingly violent. Wow. It's amazingly violent. You know, Way this is not. This is not Shield. It's not Agent Carter. Change it. Right. It's not Marvel, but more violent than Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Way more. Yeah. Gotham is yeah. violent. Yeah. But Gotham isn't that graphic. The violent. Cheek stepped on her eyeball last week. That was impressive. Yeah, but you kind of they you, you, they start the violence and then it, you and then the camera cuts. Whereas in 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 Daredevil, there's some long fights. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which end in horrible deaths. Like there's a there's a bit in the second episode where some you see there's an arm break and you see the bone coming out of the arm. That yeah. that kind of you know. Yeah. Eighteen certificate. Uh, you know? This is this wow. is what Netflix can do, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> Game of Thrones level. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I'm quite excited about Iron Fist, about Luke Cage, about uh, Jessica Jones, and then leading up to Defenders, and possibly Sharon Carter. Although I think it's going to be ABC. What Agent Carter? Sharon Carter. Oh, they're going to do it. Is it Rumor. Rumor? Is that a Dan rumor? No, no, no. Are you hoping that when the Marvel <laughs> when the Marvel execs listen to our podcast, because you know they do, <laughs> that they're going to get that as an idea? They no. could get Kieran Knightley to play. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we were high cheekbones. Uh, um, it's going to be played by the same same woman who appeared in one of the Captain America films, who's also in Revenge. Okay, and with that, I'm going to bring our podcast to an end. Thank you very much for listening, listeners. Um, and uh, we'll be back again soon um, with a, our conspiracy series of podcasts. Um, uh, whilst we're saying goodbye and playing you out, just want to remind you that you can still email us on the same email address, uh, which is podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk. You can still visit our website, liberationfrequency.co.uk. You can still visit us on Facebook, which is liberationfrequency.uk. Sorry, Facebook slash... Uh, it's somewhere on Facebook, all right? Um, <laughs> and at LF Magazine on Twitter, all right? And um, we'll see you again soon. Please send us in your thoughts. Bye. 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 Take it easy. Oh, I, I want Gavin <laughs> involved. Gavin doesn't want to be involved. Macaroni eater.